right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new week of Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. We're going to be spending the next couple days finishing up the book of Zechariah. I hope you've been enjoying this ride. We're in our last week of the series called Minor Prophets, Major Truth, and we've got Zechariah, which we've been talking about in the past four or five episodes, and then we're going to finish off with Malachi, and then we'll be on to something new, uh, and hopefully you'll be able to refer back to this next time you're you know, reading through these parts of the Bible or answering questions, or uh, we hope that it's been something that you have learned something in. So I'd love to hear about that. If you ever want to talk about that, you ever want to talk to me, even if you like, don't go to my church or not in my normal sphere of conversation, uh, amenben.com is the website there. So today you're supposed to be reading, if you're reading along, Zechariah 11 and 12. So I, I preached yesterday, well, depending on in real time yesterday, I preached Sunday, the uh, October the 11th uh, on... Zechariah 11 and about the new hope that we have and how Zechariah spends this last bit of his writings looking forward to two things, to Jesus and the coming Messiah, which hadn't happened yet back then. He was, you know, 500 odd years uh, ahead of that, Uh, but also looking thousands of years into the future to the end times where it all hits the fan. God starts putting everything back right uh, judgment happens, eternity happens. And so I don't want to dive too far into that. Uh, I did do a series maybe a year ago um, that I'm going to link up on our, you can go on YouTube or I'll, I'll try to give you a direct link to the to the playlist um, where we did a, a whole series about Revelation uh, on a Sunday morning or some Sunday morning. So uh, if you want to get into all that, you can. But I wanted to talk just specifically about some of the things in chapter 12. If you want to know more about chapter 11, again, go to our YouTube page or our Facebook page linked below, uh, and you can listen to the sermon from yesterday. It talks a, took a huge chunk of scripture from there. Uh, but today with chapter 12, um, I want to read you a little bit of what, what they've titled, uh, the future deliverance for Jerusalem. And, you know, Jerusalem was the capital it was the big. It's, it was a representation of uh, the lead and the main part of God's people, and so uh, God starts off this chapter saying, "This is a message from the Lord, who stretched out the heavens, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who formed the human spirit." Every once in a while, I think it's good for us to let God flex that knowledge and information on us, because in our when we are left to ourselves and we're left to our own devices, we start thinking that we run things. We start thinking that we know best. And I talked a lot yesterday about submitting uh, un, unduly to uh, people's solutions, to, uh, to people that aren't our only hope, when we need to be submitting to a greater hope. And so God kind of, and he also does this a lot, and I've mentioned this, where he calls himself the Lord of Heaven's Armies, right? Because he's like, I'm a, I'm a bad man, just just so you know. Not bad as in, you know, bad, bad, but uh, it's a righteous dude. Uh, that's who God is. And so we need to make sure that we realize that, that he's not just some old man sitting up on a cloud going, oh, I don't want you to drink too much and have too much fun. 
You know, he, he's a, he is the one who stretched out the heavens, who laid the foundation of the earth, who formed that spirit that's in you. So he must know what he's talking about. And so he starts to talk, and in fact, one, two, three, four, five, at least five or six times in this chapter, and even more in the coming chapters, he uses, uh, Zechariah uses this phrase, or God uses it through Zechariah, called, on that day. He says, on that day, I'll make Jerusalem a, a movable rock. On that day, I will cause, cause every horse to panic and every rider to lose his nerve. On that day, I will make this. And on this day, I will defend that. On that day, I will destroy this. God is pointing to this, this unset, or at least in our minds, unknown date in the future where things get so bad that God wipes the earth clean that he, he begins the purification process, and, he, and it begins the, uh, let's see, I don't know how you put this, just the, yeah, I guess the purification process of God's creation going back to what it was intended to be. Now, there's a, this is just my opinion, but from what I understand from Scripture, uh, the world is is descending to a place. We're not ascending. We're not getting better. There's certain things that are getting better. Technology is getting better. Uh, health is getting better. There's a lot of things that are improving in our world, but overall, with our relationship with God, with our with the creation that we exist in, it, it is deteriorating. And I know a lot of us uh, think that um, the end is near at any moment. In fact, I get that question a lot from people when they find out I'm a pastor. What do you think about this? What do you think about this sign and wonder? What do you think about that? And oh, this is getting bad. And I honestly got to tell him, like, I don't know, and neither do you, and neither do we. We can't know when the end is coming, but we do know that it is coming. And so what the verses that really stuck out to me in chapter 12 uh, was uh, it, verse 10. It says, then, on, and again, this is on this day, on this day, on this day. Uh, and then it says, then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. Now, if you remember, the family of David is what uh, beget, if, if you know that Bible word, but it just means produced uh, the, the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus. Um, and they look, and, but then also, when when Jesus came from that line of David, from that family of David, he also opened up this belonging and this this flock uh, of of God's people of the family of David uh, to anyone who will believe into him, anyone who who repents of their sins, who turns from their wicked ways, who starts to follow Jesus and live in his forgiveness and in his abundant life. And it says, they will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son. Now, again, this is looking forward to Jesus. Jesus hadn't happened yet, but God was saying, you're going you're gonna to mourn just like I mourned my only son. He says, they will grieve bitterly for him as a firstborn son who has died. Again, these are more Easter eggs. <laughs> Get it? Easter, Jesus. Anyway, uh, Easter eggs that, that God is dropping, uh, saying this is what's going to happen. And and this, you're like, well, this sounds like bad news to us. This is, this is not a, an exciting, fun, heartwarming text you're reading to me here. Well, here's the thing. We have to come to an understanding and grieve before we can be blessed. We have to be grieved and troubled over our sin before we can be saved. And there's, there's, when you actually get to think about, um, what you did 
Because, again, the Bible tells us that, that Jesus hung and died and was punished uh, for our sins, not his. You, you should feel pretty bad about that. Now, you don't have to stay in that because you all, Jesus was brought back from the dead and we were forgiven of that. So we don't let this hang forever. But there's got to be a time where you feel bad for your sin. You cannot be saved. You cannot be renewed. You cannot be um, transformed from the walking dead to the abundant life due for an eternity with your creator without a moment where you feel bad or moments where you, you feel the weight of your sin, where you grieve bitterly because basically we killed Jesus. And I know people don't like to face that and confront that. That's just a part of the process. And so... As you're looking back on your faith experience, maybe you grew up in church, maybe you, uh, you, you check all the right boxes and you believe in the truth of God's word, uh, the thing is you can believe all you want. Again, in the book of James, we're reminded that, hey, the, the demons believe too, and, and they shudder. It's more than belief. It's forgiveness. It's trusting into. It's, it's realizing that your sin put him on the cross. Now, Arnold, I'm so glad that he didn't stay there. And we don't have to stay there as well. If you have any questions about that, please give me a shout. Amenben.com. Links below will get you in touch with me. Y'all have a great day. We're going to talk some more from Zechariah 13 and 14 tomorrow. We love you. Bye.